Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Pro Football Doc Sports Injury Central podcast here. We're on the tail end of week 15, Monday Night Football still to go. Week 16, three weeks left, 16, 17, and 18. It's Christmas week. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Saturday games, Sunday games, Monday Christmas games. Merry Christmas wonder how the moms and wives feel about that. The only good news is my kids are little. They'll be up by 6 a.m. And by the 10 a.m. kickoff, <laughs> we'll be digging through batteries and, and other stuff. So uh, uh, it'll be uh, interesting there. Um, the other thing, Jacob, is bringing Jacob in. Taylor's off in the ether sphere somewhere. <laughs> is uh, another time of the season, the holidays. It's bowl season. College football bowl season has started. And with bowl season, let's bring up a first topic here. Is bowl season more and more we hear about guys skipping meaningless bowl games to declare for the draft or this, that, the other. It also happens in the NFL. This We're in the midst of shutdown season. As your teams are eliminated from the playoffs or basically out, of contention if you can't blame college guys for wanting to shut down can you blame nfl guys especially with dealing with an injury that want to get better for a healthy offseason and retool the next season prime example i'm actually a little bit disappointed i wanted to see aaron Rodgers come back and see what he could do um like I've said all along, it wasn't impossible. He wouldn't be 100%. There'd be risk of further injury. Now the Jets, after their Miami debacle, 30 to nothing, yep. it's, they're what, five and nine. Correct. They're eliminated. Math, yeah. Eliminated they're mathematically the eliminated. So all the Aaron Rodgers talk is done. The only thing that's not done is Robert Sala, what, a week or two ago said, Zach Wilson is starting the rest of the games this season. At that point, I was like, so you're waving the white flag on the season that you're not going to be mathematically in it. Rogers still proved his point, though. I mean, all words were that he was going to get medically cleared at this point. It's shutdown season. I'm interested to see what he says on Pat McAfee tomorrow, Tuesday as usual slot. But watch, there are other injuries that will get shut down. I'm not calling anyone soft. I mean, think about earlier this season. Justin Jefferson wasn't coming back, going to be play it safe. Right. And then the Vikings won a little bit, stayed alive, and he came back, uh, et cetera. So not singling out Justin Jefferson. We, he really should have been our beast of the week last week for taking that hospital pass. Right. My point is a lot of things factor in. Return to play, I've always said, is medical clearance, the player saying yes, 
and the team wanting him back. And it has to be unanimous. If medical says no, there's no choice. If medical says yes, and the player says yes, but the team says, let's live to fight another day, or the team says, I get it, Jimmy G, you're able to play, but we're trying to dump your contract and we don't want to have any risk of your getting hurt and then being on the hook, then you don't play, right? Mm-hmm. Same if the team says yes, medical says yes, but the player says, I don't feel right. I don't have anything to play for, right? And it happens in college of the bowl games. It happens in the NFL. And this is shutdown season, three weeks to go. We are in the midst of shutdown season right now. And I'm sorry for the fantasy guys. Yeah, <laughs> not exactly a shutdown, but Tyreek came to mind uh, for a lot of fantasy people kind of surprised out of his lineup. I know he didn't practice, but it was still questionable. Uh, there was talk that he wasn't quote unquote close to playing. I don't know if uh, if you can shed some light on that, Doc, that maybe they were playing a little smarter with the health. They didn't have a lot to play for in the division. Well, this is what I talk about. I certainly don't know it all. Far from it. And we make mistakes on video. And we It's video, okay? You're not in the room. But I hope to be able to, on this podcast and through Sports Injury Central, add some expertise that very few people are going to have. I'm very fortunate to have been a former NFL head team physician. And I've seen the discussions and machinations. And I can kind of tell you, in general, teams don't look, oh, it's just the Panthers. We look by them. We can beat them. That's not how teams think, okay? But I can tell you how they do think a little bit. And part of it is, let's take last week's example, Trevor Lawrence. Everyone's like, oh, he looks bad. He's limping up the hallway. He's not playing. He's out for a while. We're like, no, no, I don't think it's that bad looking at video. And he's got a chance to play. We broke it down last week, right, Jacob? We said, it's not like they've got a division matchup coming up. They've kind of sewed up the tiebreaker in the division. Now they're actually tied and they're relying on the tiebreaker because they just lost. And there's no question Trevor Lawrence's ankle was healthier this week. His head might not be healthy now. That's a whole different story. Yeah, we'll get into that a little later. He even ran the ball four times for 40 yards. So his ankle was healthier. His downfield shots, throws were better than the week before. And he played. But part of that is putting ourselves in the mind of the head coach and the GM, having had these discussions of how they look at it, which is we're just trying to win games. They didn't have any key divisional matchups coming up to wait for. And every game's like the next game. And so Trevor Lawrence was good enough to play against Cleveland. They let him play. They didn't win in the end. Joe Flacco got him. But there was no reason to hold him back for a big game. Now, I don't mean that to be long-winded. Let's take a look at Tyree Kill. I guarantee you, the team has zero care about the 2,000-yard record. I guarantee you Mike McDaniel has zero care about that. Now, if you're able to accomplish both goals, make him happy with that and win and do what you want, then, yeah, sure, you're going to do it. Tyreek Hill, I'm, I don't know Tyreek Hill that well, but he probably is like, what, chance to win a Super Bowl or chance to, you know, it's special to win a Super Bowl with two different teams. Chance to win a Super Bowl versus the record. Oh, he can get the record next year. So let's look at this. When he got hurt with last week's, quote, pseudo hip drop tackle, we said, oh, I don't think he's coming back. Now, he didn't come back for a long time, 
The Dolphins were doing so well. They brought him back. He limped along. He got a couple catches. He's still Tyreek Hill. He came out at halftime, not ready to go, and then he came back in late third quarter. And now, oh, well, he's going to play this week. Like, could he have played? Yes. If this were the playoffs, Tyreek Hill would have played. I get it. It was your fantasy playoffs, but fantasy football. But if it were the actual playoffs, he would have played this week at less than 100%. So let's look ahead to next week. There's various reports. So if he looked pretty good, he's going to play. It looks like he's going to play here. I'm not so sure. I'm not inside the Dolphins building. But if you doesn't take a lot to look at the schedule and realize they're clear in the division. They're able to rest Tyreek Hill if they want to. And their number one priority is what? To get Tyreek Hill, make sure he's healthy for the playoffs. That's the number one priority. Number two priority is other things, but what would number two be? It's not getting him the record at 2,000 yards. Playoff seating, probably. Playoff seating. And a quick search on the schedule shows what? Who does Miami play this week? Dallas. Big game, big stage. He wants to play. Okay, fine. Wouldn't it be great to play against Dallas? A lot of eyeballs. Do players get excited about that? Yeah, they do. They circle the big games. And that's probably a Sunday night football game or something, right? I mean, it's something big. But look ahead the following week. At Baltimore. At Baltimore. What's Baltimore's record? Uh, 11 and 3 now. What's Miami's record? 10 and 4. What's the first tiebreaker? Was it conference record? Head Head to head. Correct, yes. If the Dolphins can beat the Ravens, they own the number one seat, assuming they went out. Went out. Assuming they went out. So that Ravens-Dolphins game is for the home field throughout the AFC playoffs and championship game. That is their goal. Their number one goal is to win the division. They probably have that right now, right? Have they clinched? I don't think they've clinched, but they're on the verge of it. They're close, I believe, yeah. So their number two goal is seeding to get that number one seed from Baltimore. It ain't to beat the Cowboys. Now, you can argue if you don't beat the Cowboys, that game becomes less meaningful. I get that. So I'm not saying Tyreek Hill won't play. What I am saying is if Tyreek Hill is healthy with no risk for aggravation, he will play. But if they're worried about aggravation, that Ravens game is more important. Yeah, why burn him on an NFC matchup when you could – Use them in the head to head to win. So that's where I'm still not ready to sign off that Tyreek Hill is playing. He could play. He's healthy enough to play at less than 100%. Now, if he ends up being 98% healthy, no chance for re-aggravation, then yeah, you're going to play him against Dallas, and that may happen. But if there's like, uh, if he gets rolled up on again, he's going to miss Baltimore they may see wait and see so it's not a foregone conclusion that he looked good in warm-ups before the jets they just held him out for the jets they were saving him for the cowboys no they're saving him for the playoffs first and foremost and assuming that's okay they might be saving him for baltimore because it's for the home field that would be big in the playoffs that's the way i think teams look at it 
not just it's Dallas. Let's right. go. So it remains to be seen if Tyreek Hill will play. Well, let me throw you another one. Wide receiver, another ankle that missed this week. Chris Olave kills a lot of fantasy matchups, I'm sure. Uh, they play short week Thursday against the Rams. Um, New Orleans is 7-7, seven and seven, tied with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has a slight division lead, uh, division record lead. Uh, but New Orleans plays at Rams and then at Tampa Bay. So they're kind of win must win at this point but that's a little bit of a similar situation yeah they, they need to win out right? right if they win out they kind of control their own destiny right right so if they lose thursday it's not good but it's a short week it's a matter of how Olave's feeling i lean towards him actually playing on thursday right now still early in the week and uh you know at this point in time they're not playing the let's play it safe game like the dolphins are with right. tyreek you got a little less cushion they're trying to get to where they want to get so sometimes you have to push your chips in to get there miami's playing with house money they're like let's try not to lose some of these chips we've already won right maybe it's worth it to push in for the home field at least that's what they're looking at with that and i'm not saying their injuries are the same but trust me that factors in to a team's thinking, a player's thinking, a coach's thinking, the big picture strategy of what it is. So lean towards, if they have the exact same injury, I'm leaning towards a lobby playing and Tyreek not, not because that Tyreek's soft or a lobby's tough, just the way you look at the schedule and what it means in games and matchups and so forth. Not looking past any opponents, but looking at the whole big picture. That's where we're at. I think in, in doing this job too, it's really changed my understanding of the quote unquote game time decision. Cause you think, do you think they didn't ta- have all those conversations with Tyreek before he okay. went out and warmed up yesterday? Okay. Let's debunk <laughs> that one here in this situation. Was that really a game time decision? Was it really just by accident that Waddle got a zillion yards and catches or did they design the game plan that week saying, Jalen, you're the guy. Cause Tyreek's not playing. Right. Uh, in my 17 years, let me say it again, I have never, with the San, then San Diego Chargers, experienced a true game-time decision. I love how we go from game-time decision to, now this is a true game-time decision. <laughs> Look, did we often do pre-game workouts? Absolutely. But I would call that game-time confirmation. Game-time confirmation that Tyreek Hill is not playing. Game time confirmation, Lane Johnson is not playing right. with that groin that week that we were talking about. Game time confirmation that a player is playing. We know ahead of time, can you be surprised? It's happened. But you never go in going, well, you don't know. We're just, you know, we're going to have to see what happens that morning. And why, why That's would you, for public consumption. Why That's would you not real. two game plans and be like, we're going game plan A or B? I don't know. An hour before kickoff, let's switch last second. <laughs> I've asked other GMs the same question. I mean, on Sirius, when I've been fortunate enough to been been on with Mark Dominic for right. a long time, I asked Mark, in your time at Tampa, how many get true game time? Yeah, yeah really not really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean. and There's too and, many moving parts. You can't, yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you're stuck saying there's no way this guy's playing this week. Your mind can change. But to say, oh, I don't know, we're just going to rely on how he looks, that's just not. The real thing what happens in the nfl yeah uh let's get into the quarterback concussion stuff it's uh 
with the Trevor Lawrence entering protocol after the game. I think Doug Peterson said it likely happened on the scramble late in the game. He took kind of a forearm from uh, Rokon Smith. So by our data, 22% chance to clear. Uh, that's without missing a game. CJ Stroud will touch on next. But uh, what's Trevor Lawrence looking like for well, a head to Tampa Bay matchup this week? If I remember correctly, he started his 47th consecutive game. I think he's up to 48. Yeah. With the ankle. Right. 47 was the ankle. Yes. He was at 46. The, the streak was in jeopardy at 46. With the ankle, he started. So that's every game his pro career. 47. This week was 48. Correct. 49's in jeopardy. If you look at our numbers that you guys have run over the last few years, it's 22%. And it doesn't matter if you're a quarterback. It's not worse or better or a wide receiver or a defensive lineman. It's 22%. About one in four play. Now, admittedly, Derek Carr played. Twice he cleared. Twice this year without missing time. Brock CJ Purdy cleared. Brock Purdy cleared with, quote, maybe delayed onset symptoms, right. and we talked about that. But C.J. Stroud did not, and the majority of people do not. Jimmy G, Anthony Richardson, yes. Jaron Hall, yeah. Yes. So it's 22%. So streaks in jeopardy. Uh, C.J. Beathard. I almost said Bobby Beathard. <laughs> I can't help it. I, Bobby Beathard was one of my GMs, so I mean, you know, you know, <laughs> they are related. Blah blah blah. But yeah, can't you know? Like, I have to catch myself and not say San Diego Chargers. Although I said it correctly this yeah. time, the then San Diego <laughs> Chargers, right? Uh, but yeah, CJ Beathard, seventy-five percent chance, three and four chance that he's the starter, not Trevor Lawrence. Now let's talk about CJ Stroud, right? The numbers actually almost flip. Yes, there are some players that miss more than two weeks. And when you miss more than two weeks, you're at risk of missing three, four, five, six. See Hayden Hurst, right? Traylon Burks also, Traylon yes. Traylon Burks. Sometimes it's pr pronounced. And, and Hayden Hurst has been declared out for the season mm -hmm. post-traumatic amnesia, which is more common than you think. It's just you don't remember everything, as we talked about. It's not 50 first dates where you remember right. nothing going forward. It's you don't remember everything and you got to be careful. Thankfully, it's his first concussion, but post-traumatic amnesia is significant symptoms and rightfully so they're playing it safe with him. But part of it also might be what does Hayden Hurst have to prove? Everyone knows what he can do. I mean, right. the Panthers aren't going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's shutdown season. Maybe it's even dad or the agent said, no, don't play. Right. I mean, right. Uh, and who can blame him? Every week that you don't play, the safer that you are. You'll have, you know, how people time out. Well, if you wait this week, then you have the bye week to get healthy. Look, if you wait till after week 18, you've got six plus months to make sure your noggin is healthy, right? right. That's a big upside yeah. in terms of reducing the risk, even if you're 100% fine now. So I would back that decision and say it makes sense in this circumstance. But getting back to C.J. Stroud, he went from last week only having a 22% chance of playing to this week, almost the odds flipped. He went from about one in four playing to now this week, three and four playing. Our numbers are 22% play in one week, 
54% play the second week. So if you take 54% of the remaining 78, that's close to 70%. So we're just saying 22, 70, 1, 4, 3, 4. So the odds flip. He's likely to play this week, C.J. Stroud, and be the starter. Case Keenum was a one-week deal. Now, of course, our best sign is going to be the first practice of the week if he's LP, right? If he's DMP, those numbers start to change. Right. But if he's LP working his way to an FP, you know, Right off the bat, it's about three and four. And if he LPs, I think it may go up a little bit. If he FPs, it gets into the 90s that he's going to clear. And so right now we're about three and four that C.J. Stroud plays for the Texans this next week. Got to give D'Amico Ryan some credit too. It was kind of a surprise Sunday morning hearing that uh, Case Keenum was going to start over Davis Mills. I'm sure everyone in the facility knew. And in practice, they were giving Case Keenum the reps. But was kind of a surprise before game time. Yeah, surprise to the public. Right. Not surprise to them. I <laughs> right. think they decided, yeah, we can't do this. We're uh look, Case Keenum's older. He's not the long-term answer. Maybe there's still hope for Davis Mills, but let me ask you this question. In this one given week, who gives you a better chance to win? Case Keenum or Davis Mills? And they pull it out with Case Keenum. So Case Keenum gives you the best chance. So yeah. And I think it's a one week deal though. Yeah. So now they're kind of bottlenecked in the AFC South. Three teams tied at eight and six. Uh, Jacksonville's in the driver's seat, four and one in the division. Indianapolis, three and two division. Uh, Texans at two and two. Texans play Cleveland next week going against Joe Flacco. So it'd be interesting to see if uh, CJ Stroud clears. You can check Sick Insights on Wednesday. We'll have all the latest of his uh, practice reports and all that stuff. I got to give the Cleveland Browns some credit. They've suffered a lot. In, they've won games with four different quarterbacks. Yeah. And early in that game, that through our health analysis, Chicago was much healthier other than in Guacque. It was the only real injury. Right. Chicago was much healthier than, than Cleveland. Cleveland, lots of problems on the offensive line. And boy, Chicago got after him in the first quarter. It yeah. looked like it was going to be a blowout for Chicago. And it was one of your sick picks and so forth. Still covered because you got him early at yeah. three and a half. Helpfully get the three and a half the, the number there. really helped you yeah. all get the win there. In the early week sick picks, you can sign up and, you know, when there is an advantage, I mean, look, if you can get a not have to buy that extra half point and it, and it leads to a win, that's pretty good. But I think that on the fly, all of a sudden, we're in the war room here and Joe Flacco's rolling out, naked boots, getting him <laughs> on the move, away from pressure. And that's not been typically Joe Flacco's game. So I got to give the Browns credit for adapting to what they saw, that their offensive line – Left tackle, right tackle, they weren't getting it done against right. the Browns. And they, they, they lost the left card during the game, too, so they had to adapt to that. Yes, uh, you know, they did, though, and yeah. uh, they pulled it out, so good on good on them. Uh, just one final thing on the quarterback concussions. The Zach Wilson thing was interesting during the game that he was ruled out with a head injury, but then Jeff Darlington had the report that the team was telling him it wasn't a concussion. That uh, And then before halftime, he went into the thing for, quote, quote, hydration, from per the broadcast, and then I think it was interesting. The other New York quarterback, Tommy DeVito, got smoked by the the Saints safety, and he comes over the sideline after the buzz down happens, and he's telling the referee for what. Yeah. <laughs> so in the end, the Zach Wilson. I mean, look, we don't know what really happened. There's some explanations for it. One simple explanation is. It's the heat of battle and the messaging wasn't clear. Another 
conspiracy theory would be not that they're hiding concussions or but hiding behind health. Right. They don't want to say we're betting Zach Wilson. We're betting Zach yeah. Wilson after Robert Sala said we're not. He's the starter the rest of the way, right. but we're benching him now after a game and a half, and he just played well last week, right? So maybe there was some of that. I don't know. It is explainable. Okay, you go in at halftime for hydration. Fine. The first word that he's in concussion protocol. We can explain that because technically part of concussion protocol is just getting checked for a concussion, and that's where. The beat reporter said he's in concussion protocol, but PR says he doesn't have a concussion. Maybe hasn't been found to have a concussion yet, but he's in the protocol because part of the protocol is to check and screen. And then later it came out that he was, right, and did have a concussion. Yeah. So I don't think they're hiding anything, but hiding mind health is real. We've talked about it, and it's a way to say, okay, see, Zach, you weren't benched. It was a concussion. And here we go, et cetera. But now, you know, nobody cares anymore. There's no more Aaron Rodgers talk. I mean, uh, Simeon, who cares, right? Yeah. I mean, for the Jets, they're they're on uh, mail-it-in kind of situation. Uh, but, yeah, it is explainable. Tommy DeVito, on the other hand, not it interesting how many Saints people really were yeah. – I don't know if mocking him is the right word. But, no, just – yeah, repurposing his celebration, we'll say. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I've seen it before. Look, back in my day, you know, friend of the podcast, Sean Lights Out Merriman with the switch. I mean, there are people who mock that before yeah. too and and so forth. It is what it is. But here's the thing, Tommy. When you get the buzz down. Now, I get when you replay it, you got hit more in the chest and upper back. Right. And, Seen more shoulder to shoulder, but the head bounce bounce off the turf. Yeah, maybe did. But once you get the buzz down, you don't have a choice. You don't have to go into the locker room. He ended up going in the locker room because it was almost halftime. Right. But you have to go to the lieutenant. Now, sometimes those concussion screens are quick. Only one play. You know, some questions. I'm good. I'm good. But you don't have a choice. Yeah. You can't fight it off. I get it. He's like, why? Why? Why are you taking me out? I get it. But... I mean, same thing with uh, Jamal Adams. He was not happy when he got removed, right? Yeah. Initially, and then really not happy when he was told he was out of the game. But once the buzz down happens, you don't have a choice. You have to get checked for a play, and you're out for a play, at least. Yeah, and interesting. Uh, today, this morning, it came out that uh, Demonte KZ, the Pittsburgh safety that hit Michael Pittman, caused his concussion. Defenseless receiver was flagged, ejected during the game. He has been spending the rest of the season. So NFL really cracking down on those kind of hits that cause head injuries. Yeah. Um, John Runyon cracking down. Right. Uh, he's in charge of that now. But in any case, there's only three games left. So it's basically more than a three-game suspension is what they're saying. Right. Um, and uh, rest of the season. Now, uh, if Pittsburgh makes it to the playoffs, I mean, this has four games written all over it. But if they can get to the second round – Maybe he comes back. The suspension is for the rest of the regular season. Right. They're just saying it's more than three games, and we'll figure it out right now. It makes sense. But, look, for someone who's been fine multiple times, and we experienced this with Kareem Jackson, it is 100% as much for safety of Michael Pittman or the wide receiver as it is the defender himself that head-down hit is how, knock on wood, let's not have it happen, you risk becoming paralyzed. See what you hit 
is safety for the defender as well as for the offensive player. And the league is saying you could have avoided it if you had your head up, but it's also way more dangerous for you to have your head down. And I don't think that's bad. I mean, I get people saying the league is soft, this, that, the other. Nobody wants to see anybody paralyzed. Right. And if you could help that along. And it's a tough process to retrain him, but he's going to have to learn. Hey there, listeners of the Sports Injury Central podcast. Ever felt the wear and tear of intense training? We get it. Recovery is crucial. That's why we're introducing you to Mushroom Life. Unlock the natural power of functional mushrooms with their range of tinctures, soft gels, and more, all designed to support your well-being and elevate your performance. And for those days when you just want to kick back and relax, check out their euphoric mushroom gummies, a perfect blend for that post-game relaxation. Very nice of them to send us a sample pack. I can't wait to dig in on my next off day. Now, here's a treat for all our loyal listeners. Use the code SIC and snag an incredible 50% off across the board. Dive into the world of mushrooms and elevate your wellness journey. And always remember, shroom responsibly. Head over to Mushroom Life now and discover the magic of mushrooms. Click link in the bio in the show notes, mushroomlife.com. That's mushroomlyfe.com. Uh, just jump into the quarterback real quick for the Steelers. Uh, Tomlin said that Mason Rudolph has taken over the starting duties for Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Kenny Pickett remains a possibility, but he said Pickett will have to show he can protect himself in the pocket and be sharp, uh, as well as get the medical clearance to have a chance to play this week. I mean, I'll throw in the dad joke here. Does he have a red nose, Mason? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. You got little kids. Have to. I, it's, I mean, it's holiday time. My little six-year-old has a Rudolph red nose. <laughs> pj so yeah just seeing that in my <laughs> mind for christmas rudolph yeah i, I might rudolph gets a nod for christmas but by, te- by telling her that yeah anyways um when do they play who do they play uh let me find it right here anyways um here's a question i love coach tomlin he's done a great job right he's never finished below 500 this might be a year that he's at risk trubisky's obviously getting benched Right, Cincinnati on Saturday, so two days before Christmas. Before Christmas, yes. Oh, good. So Rudolph will be good for Christmas Eve. No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, the the uh, was it a Freudian slip that he said Mason Rudolph is starting for Trubisky? Oh, and by the way, Pickett has a chance if he can. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Pickett can do it this quickly. Yeah, I think Pickett is the. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope he accelerates really quickly, but we don't see it. There, he did have the tightrope procedure. Remember, he yeah. hit the high ankle. So, hundred percent, Mason Rudolph's getting all the first team snaps. And if you know Pickett can come out of the woodwork as the hero on Saturday, maybe they slide him in. But I don't see it. It's Mason Rudolph at this point in time. Got to give uh, Tomlin a little credit for uh, the wordsmithing too. He had a great quote at. Uh, press conference today one week you're drinking wine the next you're squashing grapes we squashed a lot of grapes as of late i'd like to drink a little wine (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay speaks for itself (laughs) Uh, i mean i kind of like this stuff i mean right i mean whether it's biting kneecaps or drinking 17 espressos before the morning i mean it's good it's entertaining he's been through this before i like coach tom i like you know you know what i don't think there's a coach that i don't really like right and i respect them all it's just they all have their different styles some are more entertaining some are more abrasive some are more fun loving some are more you know quote machines yeah i gotta give you credit for calling the end of the uh chiefs pet chiefs patriots game too the kneels downs not great for anyone who had what, what was it uh chiefs 10 and a half but 
that was interesting. Chiefs in the position to score, and they just start kneeling. Well, I, I think they had to look across the sideline here between yep. Andy Reid and Bill Belichick and said, you good here? I mean, if yeah. you're good, we're good. We'll, <laughs> you know, we'll start the kneel downs, and yep. we don't need to kick the field goal, even though in theory there was still time left for – for what a miracle yeah, two-score game two-score game if you kick a field goal it's still two-score game right and uh there was well over a minute left so you know stranger right. things have happened it's not likely obviously <laughs> but there was a little wink and a nod okay let's just mail this one in now <laughs> patriots wouldn't have done themselves any favors in the draft by winning so i think that was yeah, maybe but, a consideration yeah but see that's <laughs> a fan thing now okay Coaches do not think that <laughs> no. way, especially a coach that may not be there next right. year. Okay. What does he care about the draft? Yeah. Well, what do you think? Lovey Smith last year with the Texans, they oh, won yep. that game and it cost them the top pick. It worked out right. just great. Definitely. Right. They ended up with CJ Stroud <laughs> and Will Anderson instead of, well, maybe they're taking CJ anyways. Right. It didn't hurt them. They got CJ Stroud. Right. Uh, the second pick, but they were trying to win that game. Yeah. You know, uh, Lovey Smith don't care about, you know, <laughs> Bill Belichick may not care where the draft position is next year. Just like the Chicago Bears were trying to win the last few weeks and doing well, they don't care about that draft pick position. That's not their problem um, and their players, and they're already going to get the top pick with, yeah. with the Carolina deal. Arguably, Justin trade. Fields is auditioning to keep his job, so yeah, he's and not tanking. Else, nobody's tanking that that thing for the for the pick. Uh, two other key injuries uh, from week 15, and then we'll move on to some week 16 previews. Uh, Will Levis left ankle um, by video. I think you said high ankle doc getting twisted up. He said he's fortunate to just have a sprain, but. Well, high ankle. Right. Sprain. <laughs> Mild. Yeah. Okay. He's not in a boot. That's a good sign. Trevor was in a boot. High ankles can swell more. How mobile is he? The question there is if he's your quarterback of the future and there's any risk of him getting hurt and losing the off season, then you're going to sit him because it's what shut down season. And the shutdown can come from the player. It can come from the agent. It can come from medical, come from the team. Maybe the team says, look, there's an increased chance of you're getting injured here. Worse, something else. Let's not do this. We want you all off season for an off season of practice. So different priorities come into play. Uh, the other one was Keaton Mitchell Sunday night, real ugly looking left knee injury, uh, rolled out quickly. Looked like he he kind of knew when he was being carded. Although didn't look like in too much pain, so that was good news. I mean, you looked at the video, graphic warning, significant hyperextension, subluxation, dislocation of the knee, at least two ligaments torn. Hopefully the artery and nerve are okay. Avert your eyes, not good. Look. When we're wrong, we're wrong, and I'll take the L. I hope to God to be wrong. Then, right. I mean, this is not good. This is now the good news is this is not Nick Chubb, but it is J.K. Dobbins' knee, Javante Williams' knee. They they made reasonable comebacks, significant injuries, surgery, end of season. We'll see about the start of next season kind of stuff. Not saying career. Uh, I'm not saying career ending, right? But any knee injury to running back is career threatening, yeah. right? I mean, career ending versus threatening. Not saying it's career ending, but threatening. Sure, it's your money makers. It's your knee. It's a significant injury that is likely to need surgery. But let's hope for the best for him. It did not look good. 
yeah, tough blow them losing J.K. Dobbins and Keaton Mitchell in the same season. So they're stuck with Gus Edwards and uh, Justice Hill at running back. Probably Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Making Why do you say stuck with Gus Edwards? He's made a nice comeback. Yeah, that's true. He's definitely better option in the red zone. But that they, they are going to miss that speed on the outside. Keaton Mitchell that added another dynamic to yes. their offense. Uh, big matchup. Ravens at the Niners. Niners favored five and a half. Overrunners at 46. Uh, right before we hopped on, I was running you through the MVP odds. Brock Purdy jumped to minus 200 with uh, Dak, Dak Prescott's performance. And uh, Lamar Jackson hanging down there at plus 450, the second favorite. Look, I don't bet. I'm not a handicapper. I'm an injury analyst. And then I try and provide some football knowledge. I live in California. Yeah, you can bet offshore and do that. I don't get involved in that. Follow the loss. Okay. But if you think about it, Lamar Jackson, who's playing well, Brock Purdy's playing well. Is Brock Purdy going to lose some votes because of CMC? I don't know. I mean, right? I think I mean, he got ahead of that himself this weekend saying, oh, all I do is turn around and hand to CMC. I don't know why he's not favored more. Smart move. Yeah. Right thing to say. <laughs> but, you know, as we talked about in baseball, when you have Shoei Itani and Mike Trout on the same team, you know, you, you, you know right. it's, it's harder. Um, who really is the MVP. So minus 200, I, you told me this morning. But second is Lamar at 450. The Ravens are playing the 49ers, heads up. What happens to the plus 450 odds if the Ravens win and Lamar has a better game than Purdy? Probably flips. Yeah. So the Ravens are, you showed me, plus 165 to win. And the 49ers are minus 200 to win. Mm-hmm. Are you smarter betting on 165 plus 165 in the Ravens or taking plus 450? Right. I mean, <laughs> there's a, it's a raise eyebrow moment for uh, anyone just, looking to. I mean, they're playing each other. They're not race. opposite each other on the field, but it's a Christmas game with national eyeballs. And you get to see both top MVP candidates. That's probably, uh, and it's also going to be recency bias with only a couple games to go. Yeah, That's going to burn heavy in the memory of what happens. If the Ravens win and they play about evenly, Lamar probably starts to leapfrog him. If Lamar plays better and the Ravens win, he for sure will leapfrog them. Now, of course, if Brock Purdy plays better and they win, the odds, there's still going to be the odds, right. the same thing. You're already at minus 200. Uh, we, kind of we talked about that Miami matchup in week 17, too. So, Lamar, if they beat the Niners and then uh, home against Miami and beat them and get the top seed in the AFC, that's probably cakewalk to the MVP. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So interesting, we'll see. interesting moment right there. Let's get some uh, key uh, key fantasy names. Jamar Chase had that AC joint um, left late against the Vikings. Uh, any chance for him to play this week? He's going to need an injection to do it. And if he's comfortable doing the injection, I mean, they're eight and six. They're in it. Um, if there's a time to do it, this might be the time to do it. No real long-term risk with it. I think they need to work that out. I mean, I get it's the health and safety era and it's, every player's right to not do the injection because of worry and so forth. But uh, I think he has a chance to play, but he's probably going to need an injection to do so. The other interesting uh, 
running back situation monitor. Jonathan Taylor missed three weeks with that thumb UCL surgery. Zach Moss left last game with the shoulder, they're calling it now. So not not the wrist he fractured uh, in late July. This is the shoulder, but on the same side. So they said he's uh, going to try to go this week, but might be Jonathan Taylor returning to to take most of the carries. I would think he's ready. I mean, with a thumb splint, with pretty good ball security, I think Jonathan Taylor's ready. Now, I don't know Zach Moss, game script and whatever, but I think, you know, especially the Colts are eight and six. Yep. They're in it. He got paid. I think it's Jonathan Taylor time. Now, is it still going to be Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor? I don't know, but I think Jonathan Taylor should be ready to go at this point in time. He's not 100% healed from surgery, but enough function of the thumb for ball security and everything that he should be ready to go. I know you're not a handicapper, Doc, but help me make sense of this line. Colts minus two on the road in Atlanta. The Falcons team that just lost to the Panthers. Maybe that's some Pittman. Pittman's is in concussion protocol. uh, you so, know, I don't know. Pittman scheme, Atlanta. What's their record? Atlanta six and eight. Yeah, I mean, team back against. I don't know. Minus two. Yeah. I mean, what's? I mean, you expect it to be minus three, I guess, right? Right. For the home team. Yeah. Oh. No, but no, that makes some sense because Colts are probably a little more. If we're a neutral field, Colts would be favored right. a little bit because it's home field. It's Atlanta minus three, so it's minus two. I don't know. I'm not a handicapper, but. I could see that line making sense. Colts might be alive in that division. They get Atlanta, then head to or get Vegas at home in Indianapolis, and then Houston to finish it out. So that Houston game, the Houston game is going to be huge, it's gonna be massive. But it's really going to depend on if what happens with Jacksonville if they right. stub their toe, CJ Beathard, etc. Because if Jacksonville loses another game, Indy and Houston control their own destiny correct yeah if they win out including that final head-to-head they win the division right now they're all tied but jacksonville has the tiebreaker so that'll be interesting there yeah jacksonville has tampa bay this week we already mentioned then carolina tennessee they finished out so definitely an easier easier path on paper but as we said week to week a lot can change and i uh earlier this season uh i made a video i talked about that Aaron Rodgers had a chance to return to play this year, but he had to, you know, right. great re- surgery, great recovery, thread rehab, the thread the needles, the Jets get to the playoffs, and they got close. And I said in the video, I said, confessional here, I said, look, the Texans have a chance to win the Super Bowl. But, you know, <laughs> there's a lot, you know. And uh, a friend of mine who's a former player saw it, and he sent it to a friend of mine who's a coach on the Texans <laughs> and texted and copied me and said, shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> and I got some grief of it. <laughs> well, now, hey, they're eight and six. They have a chance just like Aaron Rodgers had a chance. So I would argue it's actually a perfect analogy. You know, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers had a chance to turn to play. That's now over. The Texans have a chance to yeah. win the Super Bowl. It's not over yet, but you know we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's actually a perfect analogy in terms of what's <laughs> happening. So that's what I'm going to say here. So sorry, buddies. You know, uh, wasn't doubting your ability to coach or your team. No, I don't think anyone would fault you for not counting the Texans in the Super Bowl at that point in the season, but they definitely turned around. Uh, the other last fantasy name I had is Isaiah Pacheco with the shoulder. Andy Reid's and he's should be good to go this week. Had a surgery for what he called floaters in the shoulder 
that same shoulder that had the labrum um, repair, but he should be good to go this week against the Raiders. Floaters. So you guys know I talk analogy. Floaters, loose chips. Mm-hmm. The question is how big and where are they and and so forth. But loose chips is probably the easiest surgery to do. Now, it doesn't fix you long-term where the chips come from, but easiest surgery to do and come back from. It's akin to uh, if you have a pebble in your shoe, sitting down on the bench, knocking the pebble out and putting your shoe back on. It's the quickest. Like If you have a blister, it takes longer. If you right. broke something, it takes longer. If you if you have plantar fasciitis, it takes longer. If you sprain something, it takes longer. But if you have a pebble in your shoe, if you had knock out that pebble, you come back pretty quick. And that's what explains Pacheco's quick recovery. Was it the same shoulder as the off-season shoulder surgery? I think so. Maybe there was a little chip left in or that's been gradually growing. But yes, that's what makes sense. It's quick recovery when you're talking about a loose body or, quote, a floater in terms of quick return. But there are some long-term implications, but he should be okay and good to go there. Is there a conversation behind the scenes? Hey, Isaiah Pacheco, I know you're running styles to run a million miles into people, but maybe don't do it with that shoulder this week. You know, once you give them their helmet and pads, <laughs> it's pretty hard to control. Right? I, We've talked about that before. I mean, yeah. the surest way to get hurt playing football is is playing guarded. Right. I mean, you have to play the, the way that you play. It's very, very difficult. And you can do all the training in the world that you want to, but it just doesn't happen. You know, I mean, once the lights come on and look at how hard it is for DeMonte Casey to change his style. Look at Kareem Jack. I mean, right. They, right. They're going to have to, but it's hard. It's hard, 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 hard to uh, to do that. I know you've talked in the past about changing Phil Rivers' throwing motion. How how well that stuck? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I chatted with Philip a little bit this week. His son, his son is fifteen now. Jeez. Yeah. Anyways, not that uh, you would be able to say it on air, but does Philip have a choice for next head coach of the Chargers? Is he? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, when I talked to him, I don't think uh, right. the move had been made yet. Right. Yeah. And uh, um, I did ask him about his son. We had that fun little conversation. He's, I said, is that your son, you know, Gunner? He's like, cause I saw him in the video when he arrived for Gates's ceremony. He goes, yeah. And uh, he said, yeah, it's pretty good. I said, he's a big kid, 15. He goes, yeah, he's a pretty good quarterback. And I said, does he have dad's throwing motion? <laughs> <laughs> Who else would have taught him? <laughs> and he says, uh, kind of, maybe not as bad. I said, okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, who knows who's going to be the next. I've heard some rumors. Yeah. It's not my job to – we do injury analysis. It's not my job to spread rumors. I've heard a couple of rumors. Yeah. But – I don't know. I mean, I don't know Brandon Staley. I know Tom Telesco. I know Tom Telesco pretty well. Uh, I feel bad for Tom. Tom is genuinely one of the nicest guys in the NFL that I've met. You know, decisions, the decision. Um, Hopefully we won't have to look too hard for the next role. Yeah, I mean, I think Tom will find something if he wants to, right? But he's genuinely a really nice guy. And I don't know. I think it was probably coming. I don't know. I'm not in the speculation business. I told you guys I went up to Gates' ceremony. Uh, not a ceremony. Ceremony on Sunday. We right. were here in the war room. But they had a golf tournament Friday. And the legends. I didn't go to that. I went up to the Saturday evening party kind of thing. And Tom Telesco was Gates's GM for a period of time. Uh, he signed him to 
last extensions and what have you. And Tom's great. Usually see him at functions like that. Did not see him there mm. that Saturday. I don't know why. Maybe there was another holiday commitment, but right. usually Tom prioritizes football. Maybe something was in the works. I don't know. I saw Dean and John and the others. I saw Ed McGuire. I don't ask him that stuff. Yeah. I just say hello and, you know, it's right. a it's a party celebrating gates and that's it. I yeah. don't get into that stuff. No, but No need to talk business. <laughs> no. And they wouldn't tell me anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I wouldn't even if they told me I wouldn't be like trying to repeat it here. Right. Kind of thing. They, they didn't say anything. I didn't ask him anything. I just said hello and we were there for gates. And But in retrospect, I was like, hmm. I would have expected Tom to be there and I would have loved to have seen him. So uh, sorry for Tom, but everyone knows NFL is not for long. Yeah. And there isn't anyone out there who hasn't been let go. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just what happens. Well, uh, let me throw some lines at you that I picked out with some backup quarterbacks involved. Uh, Jake Browning on the road in Pittsburgh facing Mason Rudolph, Cincinnati favored minus two and a half in that game. Uh, Easton stick at home against the Buffalo Bills. Bills already minus 11 and a half. We'll see if that creeps a little more. Uh, Garden Minshew against Ritter. Maybe Taylor Heineke. Arthur Smith's already uh, said he's undecided this week. So that's uh, minus two Colts on the road. And then Nick Mullins against Detroit. Uh, Lions favored minus three on the road. Interesting. I mean, I look at it as... I think the Taylor Henneke decision has been made. That's yeah. why he's telling you, right? I mean, uh, let's see how practice goes and what have you. Um, Ritter had that late pick to set up the 93-yard drive to win the game for the P- Panthers, get their second but, win. But so. the game's much more than about quarterbacks. Right. Easy fan, like, oh, the Bengals are done. It's Jake Browning and, you know, no Joe Burrow. They've rebounded well. Yeah. That's why you do need backup quarterbacks right and to have a good backup quarterback i mean uh, look at the jet situation i mean if they had someone besides rogers you know and uh, the browns four different starters have won games for them right? yeah i mean it's it's part of the way of the league uh to have backups ready to go minnesota's been you know now they're on to nick mullins but you know they tried other guys they won some games with josh dobbs bringing him late yeah, it's interesting. It took so long to get uh, Jacoby Brissett in the game. <laughs> he was in there for a couple of final drives. He lit it up Manders. a little bit, right? He did, yeah. yeah. He's, we'll see. We'll see. Option. We'll see. Is it Jacoby Brissett or Sam Howell? I, don't I think, think they've already said Sam Howell. They don't want to. They don't want yeah. all that talk this week. But Jets are favored minus three against the Commanders. That's going to be Jets are favored. That, that's an interesting game this week. <laughs> of all Washington, the, of all the uh, losing record matchups, I think might have my eyes on that one. Coach Ron Rivera. Yeah. I like Ron. Yeah. Good friend. Good friend of the pod. Good friend of the pod, friend. But yeah. All right. I'm going to throw you under the bus. <laughs> we talked about Ron Rivera in, in the room here in War Room on Sunday, and you guys said he's old. I'm like, <laughs> okay, he's older than the new he's brilliant. He's not the oldest head coach. I think no, Pete Carroll's not, got him beat. <laughs> Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, right. Andy <laughs> Reid. There's a lot of people who have him, quote, yeah. beat. But when he said he was old, I was like, <laughs> Okay, compared to all the young guys, sure, yeah. but <laughs> it's all relative. Hasn't worked out for Sean Desai calling plays for the Eagles defense over Matt Patricia. So <laughs> see what happens tonight. That's inter- that's an interesting switch. Yeah. How long has Matt Patricia been there? He joined just this last offseason. 
April okay, so, April 2023. Is so he's been there this whole special season. Assistant. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't midseason. Yeah. So he's been there this from start of the season. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Just I guess hanging behind the scenes. Nobody nobody brought his name up with associated with the Eagles before maybe mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. But yeah. Uh, Beast of the week. I got Dolphins linebacker Andrew Van Ginkle. Uh, apparently broke his nose in the first quarter. Played the rest of the game. Uh, sure, that's not uh, surprising to you, Doc. But <laughs> to the layman, I don't know that I'd be running around trying to breathe through that nose the whole game against the Jets in a 30 nothing ball game. Well, yeah, I'll make him the beast of the week, but I'd say he's a hockey player. Yeah. Right? I mean, it <laughs> happens in hockey. I'm amazed. We saw some video this week, a hockey player getting hit with a slap shot in the face. Yeah. You couldn't get me out on, well, you probably can't get me out in a hockey game, period, but you couldn't get me out there with a full face on, full face mask on, like in college. It happens. Like, like can you imagine? I'm old enough. You're probably not. They didn't wear helmets back in the day. Uh, goalies used to not. I know. How crazy <laughs> is that? They only wear helmets back in the day. There's a little visor that some yeah. would wear and some don't even wear. But I would have, oh, I'd have the, full the, cage, the college care. cage. And, and, and that's why well, I guess they're do what they do. But it happens enough in baseball. It happens more in hockey. We don't get a lot of broken noses in football because you can't. Yeah. How do you get something in there, right? To break in the most common nose injury is actually the helmet coming down and then cutting the bridge of the nose. Uh-huh. That's the most common. Maybe that's how he broke his nose. The helmet came down. Otherwise, what was the eagle? Uh, uh, Daniel Bellinger was oh, the one that the broke. Gi- the Giants tight end yeah. broke his eye socket. Right. How do you get? I mean, yeah, that little karate chop hand right through the. <laughs> You're still you know, amazed by that. I'm still later. amazed. <laughs> it's like, how do you get your finger? You know, you can't get a fist through there. Yeah, I'm still amazed at how that happened. Um, but you know, maybe it was the nose, the helmet coming down, breaking the bridge of the nose yeah. kind of deal. Thankfully, noses usually heal well. And as far as your comment about nose breathing, I mean, what happens when you're exerting yourself heavy? Yeah, you're breathing through the mouth. Everyone is a mouth breather. <laughs> Everybody. That's not how they tell you to run these days. Into the, into the nose, out to the mouth. Okay. As much as I tell myself, you're right. <laughs> it's, yeah. When you exert yourself heavy, you become a mouth breather. That's yeah. just the way that it is. And and those Jerry Rice back in the day, breathe right strips. They look cool. But let you in on another little secret. Their design, you know, they were anti-story. Like the soft part of the nares. Mm. Everyone puts it on up here. And that doesn't even do anything. Yeah, the high, high, on the bridge of the yeah, nose. But down it doesn't, here, yeah. and even then, it's theoretical because you become a mouth breather as soon as you, yeah, whatever. But, you know, look, my son puts on eye black <laughs> before he plays a baseball game because it's cool and it makes him feel good. And It's all about the routine, preparation. It's okay. You can argue we tape ankles. 90 minutes before a game and it's shown that it wears off in 15 20 minutes the effect of an ankle <laughs> tape so we do some ritual things in life yeah hey long season you gotta gotta stay sane uh, i'll give the beast of the week a broken nose okay that's fine that's good all right thanks for watching and listening pro football doc sports injury central podcast merry christmas week to everybody looking forward to the game tonight still don't think geno smith is gonna go but we'll see uh, Jalen Hurt should be fine from his illness. Those are the final little tidbits. Thanks for watching. And uh, well, we'll see. We'll see if we'll have a podcast. Well, we should we should yeah. not do it on Christmas. Usually it's right. Monday. If anything, we'll do it Tuesday. Let's leave Christmas alone yeah. and enjoy the game. So we'll see you not 
one week, maybe a little bit longer. Thanks for watching and listening.